Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. I've said it before, I'll say it again, he loves the salmon jumper. It's Master Bly or Luke Bly, how you doing mate? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yes, mate. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, Matty boy, I've got some news. I've got some news oi, oi. to share with you. Obviously, um, the other weekend, uh, I was um, fortunate enough to celebrate my fifth wedding anniversary, which was really Congratulations. nice. And thank you, buddy. Thank you. Um, and as you know already, I got given oh. a gift... Actually, my missus ordered a gift, uh, but it, 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 she was like, it's not going to arrive till like June or something because of de- like delayed shipments. Long story short, it's a hot toy. Mando and Grogu hot toy. The Beskar armor, the lot. And it's, it's sensational. It is absolutely sensational. It's my first hot toy. And yes. wow. Wow. I've still got oh, it. It's wow. still like, wow. It's still not fully like assembled. <laughs> So um, it's still like on my table in my living room with all like the parts. <laughs> so you've taken out of the box. Yeah, I've taken. Oh, you've got. I mean, with a hot, uh, you've, tub, got, you've it. got it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's really, it's really like designed like that. Like other than a few bits on yep. the inside, you've got the plastic bag on the outside. As soon as you rip that open, like it's kind, it's it's kind of unsealed. Like you can tell, it's like yeah, this is made to be to be opened like they've kind of yeah. put that i think it, oh, that's a design mate. feature right but no i'm kind of like sold i'm kind of so that's probably my first one for and last one for the decade with the price points <laughs> but famous last words i i, you I say i'm that. so happy so happy to have that how are you matey any any star wars stuff this weekend jealous mate is what i am i want i i have always <laughs> said i'd love a hot toy collection because they are they are peak quality. Um, Star Wars weekend. Also, as it turns out, mate, Nerdbase, our friends over at Nerdbase, had their annual Star Wars weekend. The weekend just gone. It was a week later than usual. And mm. as uh, our conflicting cal- calendars would have it, Lukey Boy was able to go on the Saturday for a little bit. I went there on the Sunday for a little bit. I met Johnny O and I got to meet Ant Goodman, longtime listener, great lad. And it was lovely to walk around Nerdbase, see the guests, see the Star Wars uh, figures and I did get one, mate. I always sound like a bit of tap, but I don't know. I'm showing you again, but I got the uh, TVC, the vintage collection, Cal Kestis from Jedi Survivor. How fresh oh, is he looking? How fresh is he looking, figure. man? What and, a figure! Um, he's coming out the box because the vintage collection. I don't mind taking out the box quite as much, uh, so I'm going to display him proudly. I'm just waiting for Hasbro to drop. You know, Mary and Grease here. Don't you know? Don't leave us another four years, guys. But um but now that was great to hang around at nerd base be in that star warsy mood beautiful weather had a nice pint with the guys we're still jealous and telling the lads that lukey boy's wife got him a hot toy a hot toy for a hot guy and i was i was fuming internally i was like i need one of those 
a hot toy. I don't know, a hot, hot toy and a wife, whatever. But a hot toy. I was like, I need some of those, man. But no, I was really pleased when, when, when he sent it to me. I was like, yes, that is quality. So I cannot wait to come round to Shabli, mate, and see Mando and the child in all their glory and on display. Where did um, where did uh, Mister Goodman, Mister Ant Goodman, travel in Bath. from again? It was Bath. Wow, which is wow. what a couple of hours away from where from Battles Bridge, where Nerd Bases. I think he said it was give or take two and a half hours on the train on a good day, and then maybe twenty minutes, half an hour in his car from the station. So it's a, it, it, it ain't a short trek. So you know, shout out to Ant for making that. What a legend. And that's via London, ain't it? Like, like oh, basically, yeah. if, you, if you're getting the train anywhere from Essex, yeah, that isn't London, you have to go via London. Because, yeah, it's busy. Because we're at that land, that bit of land that's just east of London. So <laughs> unless you're going to Norfolk or something, you, you're, you're rarely, you're rarely getting yeah, a train anywhere else. Yeah, you're not London. Great beard he's got as well. So shout out to oh, his beard as well. Oh, he's got a good... Yeah, Lovely I know, beard. I saw that. I saw that. And Lovely I'm beard. so sorry I missed you, mate. Uh, Matty boy... If you could get a hot toy like tomorrow, wh- what what would you get? And it doesn't have to be like oh. out and available, like your dream hot toy. What would you get? That's, that's a really good question because like, the Mando one, I think, looks unbelievable. The Boba Fett ones, I think, have always looked good. Of course, I'd love I'd love a Ray figure. I'd love Hater mm. Anakin from the prequels. I think that would be sweet. Or mm-hmm. um, or Han Solo maybe from the original trilogy. But there's something Ooh. about like. Boba, the man those or even the clones which look superb as hot mm. toys there's something that looks amazing about them however the face sculpts on any of them clone or not look great and so really mm. i mean i'm sold on any of them i could give you a list of 15 or 20 characters or humanoids of which i'd like a hot toy of but i think the the usual suspects apply even, a, even give me a cow you know i've got a vintage collection give me a cow kester's as well there, there's so many i'd like i've got i'm looking at him right there look at his look at his friend he looks like what? he looks like you on the cardboard uh back what, in. what what didn't they didn't they use a hot toy uh or sideshow something like that Palps, for yeah. the palpatine in the episode <laughs> yeah. nine like teaser poster <laughs> It was actually just that. And um, somebody did a side-by-side where they got the actual figure and put it at the oh. same perspective. And, it's, and it is the same thing. It's just gurning Palpatine with this uh, Photoshop blue and red lighting. But it, I don't know. It, it's a great use of the license, I guess, but it's a bit odd. It's a bit odd. It's a little bit odd. It's more than a bit <laughs> odd. About that. Um, but listen, I'm glad you had a good weekend, uh, mate. Sorry again, I couldn't too, make mate. it on a Sunday. But yeah, I'm I'm buzzing for this week's main topic we have a lot to unwrap and chat about and go over again as well yeah very much looking forward to diving into this week's main topic but before that we need to get we need to get to the bottom of what that chiming in my ear is oh i know what it is it's our old trusty friend big ben kenobi i know what it is you know what it is my man tell everyone listening what does it all mean it must mean it's galactic news round ah Speaking to Christian Harloff, Freddie Prinze Jr. has stated he is done playing Kanan Jara, saying, I feel like every time you hear Kanan's voice since Rebels ended, it really kind of dilutes his impact. According to Chris Dring of GamesIndustry.biz, Star Wars Jedi Survivor's UK launch sales are over 30% greater than those of its predecessor, Fallen Order, thanks to digital downloads. 
and Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian returns to Disney Plus with the making of Season 3. The behind-the-scenes look at Mando debuts on the 28th of June. Hi, this is Christopher Sean, Kazuta Ziono in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you really stretch those clapping muscles, really get your cheering skills going, because I have another favor to ask you. Make a loud and exciting and excitable noise as we introduce a brand new Star Wars project in production right here in Blighty. Please welcome, count them, creator, showrunner, writer, executive producer, and director of The Acolyte. I was uh, called uh, and informed that they might be one want to try me on for this uh, new role, and uh, I immediately said. It was the first time of me touching a lightsaber, <laughs> and I'm still shaking from the experience. <laughs> uh, kind of the blurred lines between reality and. And magic, um, and, and the world of the unknown. And I think that for a show like this, that's set in this, this specific time period, I think that style is is so perfect. It was really intense. It was a lot of us just like with sabers because we get to say we use sabers, which is so, which is fun. We had so much fun doing Star Wars, baby. <laughs> that's true. And what are the opportunities that this time period gives you? Well, lots of Jedi. <laughs> lots of Jedi. Yes, as our buddy, our new mate, Ali Plum, who we met at Star Wars Celebration. He did say he'd come on the show. We're holding you to that fella. Said... We're going to talk tonight about a show that's being filmed here in Blighty, or UK for those internationally, The Acolytes. The show, which is being headed and written and directed and produced by Leslie Headland, is due to drop in 2024. And at Star Wars Celebration, we got a closer look at the show. And I had my Andor uh, blinkers on when this was announced. I thought, oh, this sounds pretty sweet. You know, a mystery thriller set in the waning days of the High Republic in the kind of the intro period to what would become the prequels sounded pretty pretty tasty now lukey boy as somebody who uh was wouldn't say negative but on the fence about the acolyte more than anything Mm. this was introduced at the lucasfilm studio um panel showcase panel at celebration let's just get into it mate when you first saw this acolyte trailer when you first fit when the panel finished had your thoughts feelings anticipation levels for this show at all shifted mate uh yeah (laughs) so the acolyte i think for the disney plus um projects the series the acolyte for me uh before celebration was probably you know toward the bottom you know i was like oh Mm -hmm. no this is a cool Cool concept, I guess, but you know, I, 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 if I'm being completely honest, completely transparent, um, I wasn't completely sold by Leslie Headland. Um, I thought it was a bit of a random choice, you know, success with Russian Doll, and I thought, well, okay, you know, nothing else screams like Star Wars to me. 
you know, and um, just the whole idea, the whole concept. I was like, I don't know. It feels like they're making this show just just to make it. Post-celebration, post (laughs) the Lucasfilm showcase, man, the Acolyte might just be one of my most anticipated Star Wars projects of the last few years, let alone just out of celebration. Yeah, it, it, it looks superb i really bought into really bought into it i really bought into what leslie headland um said and her reasoning behind it her pitch which i know we're all we're gonna go into um so yeah i'm 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 really really excited i'm really and i really hope that it stays like that and the more we learn about the show in the coming months or year that 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 kind of excitement only grows that's what i'm hoping for um what about you, mate? Have you you've been more pro acolyte than me, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what what was your anticipation like? Was it was it like sky high? Was it like Andor? Like you knew it was going to be a banger from day one, or well, we don't Andor, know. Andor, I was but. more. Well, Andor <laughs> was more confident. Oh, yeah, we never know that. But I was more confident on Andor because the source material was Rogue One, and we knew yeah. where it was leading to. It's all leading to a new hope and blah blah. Whereas the Acolyte was announced to be in at the end of the High Republic. And I dig the High Republic. I really do. But, you know, having it set at the end of the High Republic, I wasn't kind of like, oh, yes, you know, give it to give it to me. Because it's about 100 mm. years pre the Phantom Menace, I think it's being sent, set. So I was more intrigued by the timeline and the, the possibilities of what they could do. And, you know, could they weave some prequelness into this? Some of the things that we know about, i.e., you know, the rise of the Sith, a bit of Plagueis, a bit of Palps, and maybe not Palps, but um, but things like that. And having watched the trailer now at Celebration and having heard the uh, the cast and Leslie Hedden speak about it, I'd be quite happy, mate, if we don't hear anything about Plagueis or anything like that, because what they, what they sold us already was, you know, just visually um, and thematically Ooh. stunning, like fantastic looking show. It, it looks great. And from everything we heard, it sounds great. Now, of course, mate, it could come mm-hmm. out and be, you know, be Bantha Poodoo. You know that. But, you know, I think coming out of it, I think we both kind of agreed that this was our most, well, at least joint favourite trailer to come from it. I actually have five seconds, mate. They just dropped the trailer and you can kind of hear us at the very end of it. I've got a little footage that uh, a little bird dropped to me and you can oh. just about hear us what we're saying. Listen to this, mate. <laughs> I mean, he says, Lukey Boo, I mean, that that was it. That was the moment I <laughs> knew he'd be, he'd be converted. It. <laughs> because Luke was sitting there like a gape. Was like, I think it's more out of, more out of surprise. Like you said, more out of surprise. Not mm-hmm. because, yeah, oh, wow, surprised. this is actually good. It's more like, okay, uh, you know, they, uh, I've been turned around on this thing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, you know, you know from, and, and regular listeners, people who have listened uh, for a long time or first time listeners, hello, um, hey. hello there, sorry, uh, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I'm, I'm not someone who wants Star Wars to fail, there are people out there, it's in their interest, you know, for them to make out Star Wars is failing, yeah, they, they benefit Ugh. from that, um, and no, but, but, you know, when, when you get a feeling, you get a feeling, and uh, for, for me, uh, hopefully, I was wrong about my initial impression of of the Acolyte project. And I'll say this, mate. I'll say this from 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 the get go. Um, we saw a, a a new logo, and I know it's a little thing, but I'm convinced that helped. That the new Acolyte logo 
is outstanding compared mm-hmm. to the concept logo that we we that, that that we saw at the Disney Investors Day, which of course um, is where this was was announced back in 2020, yes. 2020, end of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, right? was mate, so long yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Just seeing it then, I was like, "Oh, that logo—it's a bit, bit ropey. It, lo- it looks like it was a, bit, a yeah. comic book logo. You know, it didn't look Star Wars enough. The new yeah, logo looks show. a lot more refined. Looks a lot more fantasy. So it's a small thing, and it's a shallow thing. But that kind of just set the tone of, "Oh, okay." So they've refined mm. that. That you know, they're not embarrassed yeah. to go. Do you know what? We can do better than that logo. Small thing, but that that sort of thing gives me confidence in a project. And the trailer, the discussions, the actors, you know, I was honestly, mate, I, I'm i here for He's it. He's loving it. I'm really, he loved it. I'm he really, loved it. I'm loving it. I was sold. One of the highlights of Lucasfilm Showcase on that Friday, sweet, sweet Star Wars celebration, London. Yeah, yeah it came home, boys. It came home. No, uh, refinement is a great word because the original, the original logo was, it was fine, but you kind of look at it now and think, it looks like the first draft, and now they've gone for something mm-hmm. a little slicker, a little smoother. And yeah. you're right, though. It, it, those impressions count. And, of course, when you've got a new showrunner, a new director, producer, writer coming into the galaxy far, far away, first impressions, they do go a long way a bit as well. And during the panel, we've got some audio now of Leslie Headland when the question was asked to her, basically, what? It, how is it now, probably growing up with Star Wars, I bet you did, how is it, you know, being in the galaxy far, far away now? And just listen to this. It is absolutely surreal, but it also feels so right. Um, as somebody that, uh, of course, fell in love with Star Wars at a very young age with the original trilogy, but when the special editions came out, it completely saved my life in high school. I started writing fan fiction. I got introduced to the extended universe. I started reading Timothy's Gone. I, I got... I got to watch the I got to watch the prequels as I went into college. I got yeah! to see David and George's work on on, on the Clone Wars. Um, when 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 the new trilogy came out, it felt like not only reinvigoration for me, but an opportunity as somebody that was a working filmmaker to finally come in and throw my hat in the ring and to be here and share it with you all is an absolute dream come true. Thank you. Oh mate, oh those audio recordings are making me miss miss celebration. <laughs> sit sit next to you, buddy. Sit next to you, buddy. In in the uh, twin sun stage. Yeah, yeah. That Friday morning, that was a magical, magical, magical day. I I really, really enjoyed that. I will still just side rant. I'm still on the on 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 team. You know, stream the panel everywhere there was so much room 100%. in the excel that just wasn't utilized and they could have streamed it elsewhere they could have streamed it onto the to the to the fan stage and had more overflow rooms where people could have come and gone and i don't know they they i think they could have and should handle it differently now, if you don't want to play trailers that's fine just black them out like you did in chicago and previous celebrations mm. yeah Agreed, it's gonna get out anyway mate. it's gonna get out anyway it, it already has yeah we could have clipped the acolyte trailer from like tiktok do you know what i mean it's not it's not rocket science getting this stuff at all at all anyway um i loved that introduction i loved 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 that introduction you could hear my cheer uh that matty boy (laughs) kindly recorded i forgot you recorded this stuff by the way mate good job good job yep uh all above board (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I totally forgot you did it. And hearing my cheer for the prequels, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds <laughs> about right. Is. It's just when you hear the um sort of the gravity of what 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 uh Leslie's trying to say, mm-hmm. you know, it saved her life. Yeah. Saved yeah. her life, mate. You know, that's deep. That's deep. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, it means it means a lot. And you know, in kind of her escapism growing up, she wrote fan fiction, mate. You know, this just, it sounds just like a real Star Wars fan. And that was my concern. My concern was, you know, she, and it was my fault. I was wrong for thinking this, but I was like, look, nothing, there doesn't seem like there's anything on her resume or her CV or experience to say she's a Star Wars fan or that she's, dare I say, qualified to, to, to throw her hat into Star Wars. But everyone's got to start from somewhere, right? And the conversations that Leslie has had, um, I don't know, man. It 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 sold it sold it to me, and I, I you know, for me, I, I I think when you're not hearing it secondhand on the internet, you're hearing it for the first time. You you're kind of making your own mind up, aren't you? And I think that's yeah, the yeah. benefit of being there on the ground. You're not you know you know you're not seeing news on Twitter and then going to comments and immediately getting other people's opinions and letting them kind of you know shape your Cloud, reaction. Yeah. You're, you you know we're just in that room and we're processing it all ourselves um and and yeah the reference to the prequels fantastic it makes so 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 much sense um being star wars being um reinvigorated you know by the sequel trilogy the new films i i just i really enjoyed leslie's language yeah in in the lucas song showcase it's as simple as that mate i I was really sold by the way she spoke and the passion but then you know that it was the trailer that really came in really came in and sold it to me um i mean how what what stands out to you there in like how leslie was talking mate well, the authenticity of it, mate, the the earnestness and the genuine nature of what she was saying, you know, it's not too mm. dissimilar to someone like when Gilroy comes out, Tony, and he's like, I don't really like Star Wars. I'm just here to do a job. It's like, you know, I respect, I respect you just coming out and saying it. But mm-hmm. on this time, though, it's it's Leslie Headland being given the chance now in front of everyone to say, look, in a time when kind of being a geek was almost taboo you know, in 1997 with the special editions, and even prior to that with Timothy Zahn, she mentions Zahn heir to the empire trilogy you know this this saved her life this got her through a high school this got her through the tough times fan fiction the prequels the clone wars um obviously like you say the reinvigoration with the sequels none of this at all felt like somebody reading off an auto cue it felt like mm. somebody finally getting it off their chest like outpouring this to other people to mutuals if you will to those mm-hmm. in the room who probably quite a few people have had similar experiences as well um, you know, in that room or even in the Twin Sun stage where there was however many hundred of people or whatever the capacity is. But it just felt real. And I love it when a creator comes out and I believe what they're saying. Sometimes you get creators where they come out and, you know, what wh- what was it like working on it? And it kind of feels, mm. it feels scripted or rehearsed or manufactured response. This didn't. This kind of almost felt no. like it went off piece a little bit where it is, you know, I'm going to talk about what I can do, what I can bring, what it means to me. And of course, hopefully that translates into the show. We haven't seen any episodes of the Acolyte, of course, but hopefully, you know, that love and passion, you know, bleeds into the show. I think it will do based on what we saw, but it was a fantastic way to come out 
and introduce yourself to the crowd. And she actually came out with with a Jedi Wookiee, uh, a guy called Kel Naka, who we found out was voiced by Yona Suatamo. So she's come out on stage already with this gold-robed top-knot Wookiee. And you can see yeah. me screaming, top-knot Wookiee, when he comes out. Uh, there's plenty of kind of little tidbits when we recorded throughout the whole thing. I was like, oh, wow, listen <laughs> to us. Um, but yeah, she you can tell that, you know, these these are her people and this is where this is where she mm. feels she belongs and kind of looks like she feels like she does as well. Yeah. And I'll I'll say I'll say this now. I think that can be a good thing and that can be a bad mm. thing, right? And again, you know, we, we we have to reserve final judgment for when the show's out and when the whole season's out, you know. Um but I just got a good feeling. I have a good feeling about this. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's no, it. That's no. it. And some sometimes, you know, you just have to go with your gut with that sort of thing, you know. And, and even when people like a film, like a TV show, or like an episode, sometimes it is like I just like it because it gave me a good feeling. Yeah, and maybe maybe there are external factors for that. Maybe you're just having a good day or a good week or maybe a good year. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. I I I thoroughly enjoyed Leslie's. Um, explanation on what this show was about have we got the audio have we got the audio of her talking about like what like what kind of influenced what influenced the show you ask and you shall receive my friend yeah ali plum said you know what influenced the show what's the tone of the show and again you know let i'm not going to bother let leslie tell everyone this because we were taking place during a part of the timeline that is peaceful and there isn't really a war for our Star Wars, um, I went back to George's inspirations of martial arts films by Kurosawa, of Wuja films, uh, films that were about personal, personal uh, interconnectivity between uh, schools of thought versus um, you know lone warriors, all of those types of things. So. Uh, master padawan teacher pupil but also father daughter sibling sibling that became the war for us you know it was the spiritual war that's going on during this part of the timeline so we went back to a lot of films that i think really inspired george like yojin Bo and um hidden fortress obviously but also shaw brothers films like come drink with me and um, Touch of Zen. These were all films that we we devoured and um, paid a lot of homage to with the action and stunt work that goes on in the show. There you go, mate. That's what influenced the acolyte. And we are going to talk about our thoughts on the trailers, guys, so don't worry about that. But it was another thing which we'll mention when we talk about the trailer is that there is all of these... Um, there was all of these references being mentioned and all these kind of influences... And I said at the time, you know, it's, 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 it's one thing to say that, but I can't wait to see it. Let's hope we do see it. And we'll talk about that when we talk about the trailer. But I loved hearing Leslie. She said she's a filmmaker. She's clearly a film buff. Absolutely reel off these influences. And she mentioned Wuja. And this this trailer, when we talk about it, really has this authentic Wuja feel. And Wuja is... It, it, it's Chinese stories about... I mean, ancient stories about martial artists in China... In terms of contemporary cinema, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, stuff like that, House of Flying Daggers, go back, way back to the 20s with uh, Woman Warrior, White Rose and stuff like that. This really felt like that. This felt like the real deal. And it also f- and it retained the Star Warsiness uh, to it. We, we heard about Kurosawa, we heard about Hidden Fortress, which is 
you know, essentially the template for a new hope. And what we saw really, really, um, really, really got me encouraged that mm. these inspirations are going to be seen on screen with a, and not just with a Star Wars skin, but, you know, with Star Wars DNA put through them. When we talk about the trailer, we can dive into them a bit more. But, mate, obviously, you're, we've, we've had the intro from Leslie. What does this mean to her? We're now hearing what the tone's going to be like and all of these inspirations and influences. Again, as somebody who was getting hyped and hyped throughout, surely for you, you're listening to that and thinking, yeah, we seem like we're in good hands here. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Just the influences, going back to what... George was influenced by, I, I I really enjoy that. And that's kind of what Dave and John did with The Mandalorian, particularly season one, going back to Akira Kurosawa um, films, going back to Western, spaghetti Western, Sergio Leone films. You know, it's it all kind of helps shape that Star Wars flavor, that Star Wars vernacular. Um, but... I think, and I, I know we're going to talk about the trailer. Are we talking about the trailer or like, have we got like, can, I, can we talk about the trailer? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we, we yeah. I haven't got any audio from the trailer. Right. I kept that, but we can talk about the trailer. Yeah. I, yeah. Because it's a very, it's a very visual trailer anyway. Um, and this isn't really spoiler, but I, th- I thought the flavor of the acolyte to me felt, it felt still very Star Warsy. It felt prequel. It's it's what you can imagine the High Republic looking like on screen, you know, mm-hmm. because that's yep. that's the synopsis here, isn't it? It's, it's set during the High Republic. Uh, you explained that, didn't you? Uh, did you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if maybe I, it was maybe. set at a waning end of yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast, likely it is. You know what the acolyte is, you and roughly it. yeah, set in the High <laughs> Republic, 150 years before prequels. There we go. That's kind of that's kind of what we're playing with here, the Jedi. Um, yeah, but actually, actually, well, let me finish the point first. Sorry. The flavor felt familiar, but different. It felt like something we hadn't seen before on screen, and yet it still felt very Star Wars. It still felt very prequely. In fact, it felt like this was a Star Wars, or this was a Jedi that you could easily see being only a few generations away from you know what we see with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Mace Windu in their their dueling styles, their lightsaber skills in the prequel trilogy. Because by the original trilogy, that kind of training has kind of died out a little bit, hasn't it? Because things are effectively starting again. Things are being reborn. And may I I I, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing um leslie's influences really just coming out on screen because it's one thing to say oh yeah we've gone back to what george was influenced by yeah of course yeah. we're trying to do that but you know does that actually come off on 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 the screen it doesn't always with this trailer alone i felt so much of the influence mate i felt so yeah. much of that love and star warsiness I'll say this as well. Light sabers. Just my, my man. Uh, <laughs> are there lightsabers? Yes. Yes. How many, How many would yes. you like? Yes. yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, mate, we're seeing High Republic is getting a boom in a minute with obviously, obviously the publishing initiative where it began. Jedi Survivor, uh, the Acolyte coming next year. 
even like Young Jedi Adventures, that little the show for little ones, that's set in the High Republic era. So we're getting more and more of the era. They're focusing on that and bringing it into live action. And of course, the Star Wars Eclipse game of it ever sees the lights of day is set in the era as well. Um, <laughs> I know. And on, on stage, Leslie was again asked by Ali Plum, when does this take place? So mm. we've mentioned the High Republic, but Hedlund, take it, take it away. Well, when, when I pitched Kathleen the show, uh, I really wanted to delve into the Star Wars universe and tell the story of, of this, this entire world that I love so much from the perspective of the villains, of the bad guys. Um, I, I, I don't know what that says about me, but I'm still working through it. Um, and, so, uh, and so what I pitched to Kathy was Frozen Meets Kill Bill. And... Uh, <laughs> Shockingly, she didn't kick me out of the building. She was, she was intrigued. Um, but the first thing that became apparent was that, of course, we were going to have to set this um, between the High Republic and the beginning of the, of the prequel. Not only because it's such an exciting part of the timeline and an exciting part of the publishing, but also because this is when the bad guys are outnumbered. You know, they are the underdogs. And so it seemed like the perfect part of the timeline to explore in live action. Um, and I'm really excited for you guys to see a couple things that we just, you know, we haven't seen in live action before. It's going to be very exciting. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. Just listening back to that again is, is, is such, such a good time. Such a good time. Bad guys, mate. Bad guys. Mm. And they're the underdogs. Yeah, they're outnumbered. I love some of that, but I think something that really stood out to me and something that I've been telling friends, I've been telling family, I've been telling or talking to other Star Wars fans is that line, that almost now infamous line that you either love or maybe you're not a fan of. Kill Bill meets Frozen. Kill Bill meets frozen um that was and and you know i'll say this since celebration um it's come out that empire are covering the act and a lot of news that came out of celebration yeah. empire magazine and we've got a few excerpts that will be coming for the summer issue um but headland actually leslie headland actually expands on that and says look it is it is a joke yeah, saying that is a joke, but there is some meaning behind it because that was kind of the the elevator pitch to Kathy Kennedy, yes. right? So Frozen is a reimagined Hans Christian Andersen, the Snow Queen, right? It's it's it, Hans Christian Andersen's the Snow Queen. It's a reimagining of that, right? And it's family, it's 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 sibling relationships, and then when you mix that with, you know, the samurai martial art flavor quentin tarantino's kill bill you know to me i got this i I don't want to sound you know because i i i get why some people go what hang on that's a bit of a weird combo but i got it matty boy as soon as she said it i understood like i got the assignment i was like oh okay you know okay and i know some people have taken umbrage of the the frozen bit and i'm like oh come on lads it's not it's you know it's not musical is it it's not that's not let it go that's not oh <laughs> don't want to say it oh, but I well done mate king uh, of dad king jokes. of dad jokes loves it loves it mm-hmm. um you know uh, it's it's superb isn't it and it's so original and and, and organic 
You know, mm-hmm. um, the series looks to answer one question. How did the Sith infiltrate the highest echelons of the Republic without anyone blinking an eye? And the answer involves a lot of Jedi. Oh. Mate, the headland promises investigating a series of mysterious crimes. Um, mm-hmm. Mate, come on. <laughs> Come, come on, on, mate! What? You ain't stopping the Headland Express. This is this is it, <laughs> oh. isn't it? This just sounds fit, and because, like Leslie explained, it's set in the at the end of the High Republic, but and um, before the prequels, you've got this new ground. It's kind of fertile new ground of which to play in a little bit. Where, yeah, we know where the story's going, but it's set. Uh, I mean, at least the first few episodes, I guess, are going to be set in the high republic era so you can do a little bit more you can show a bit more you can do things which don't necessarily impact on what's to come in the prequels and then as the season or seasons we don't know yet move on we get closer to that and we can introduce more i'm so excited to see like leslie said new things new things we haven't seen in live action yet i'm so excited to see that and if we're going to get a kill bill and frozen mashup a mental mashup i'm here for it and yeah, I mean, Frozen is the story of the Snow Queen and, you know, the Snow Queen herself is, she is the protagonist, but she's also an antagonist of that story as well. Mm. And that kind of excites me as well, that whoever is going to be our pro slash antagonist in this, they're not going to see them. It's going to be the classic. They won't see themselves as the bad guy. They'll think what they're doing is full of good intentions and it's going to rub up against the Jedi at their peak, at their prime. Or... Let's face it, this is probably going to be the Jedi now who are at the prime and they're mm. making their way down now to that to the kind of blinded, arrogant, overconfident uh, rabble that we saw in The Phantom Menace. And that's going to be exciting to see as well. You know, mm-hmm. so taking this villainous stance, or at least from the perspective of the villains, I think that's so in- so interesting. I'm so glad that Kathy Kennedy was like, yeah, this this sounds great. You know, Let's see what you've got. Because it promises to be something new, or it certainly has the potential, mate, to be something new, something fresh, and Leslie herself can maybe reinvigorate the franchise, and that is what I'm here for, mate. Mate, I'm so excited. If if you were told, when was it? Um, like January 2020. It wasn't long after the rise of Skywalker that Lucasfilm were like, look, we've got a new era to announce the high Republic. Here's, here's the books. It's going to be, there's going to be comics and beyond. Like, would you believe that, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that, you know, far down the line. We've got a show, a TV show set during the High Republic. We've got video games strongly linking the High Republic to the canon. Mm. You know, would, organically would you, as well. Yeah, organically and and yeah, very well. And and Jedi Survivor kind of sets the standard at the moment for that. But would you would you find that like a little bit surprising? Yeah, yeah, straight up, mate. Yeah, mm, straight up. Yeah. I remember saying, I remember doing like Patreon shows of Jibber Jabber kind of asking the question like what if the high republic is a bit waff what one of them is a bit bombs what other sales aren't great because lucasfilm with their project luminous as it was called were really kind of pushing this like we've got this new initiative a new era we've got phases we're going to have um kind of adult novels middle grade we're going to have comics we're going to have all these kind of tie-ins like you said and beyond but the beyond bit got me i was like what it will if if the publishing initiative doesn't work initiative doesn't work the beyond doesn't matter but the initiative has worked We've only mm-hmm. we, we've only seen at celebration ha- that the 
the High Republic panels like increased like fourfold in attendance from what they were last year. There's more cosplayers. There was a High Republic cosplayer at the Nerd Base weekend. There was a couple of them, and that's a, you know fairly small convention comparatively. But they're you know they they are legion now. They're multiplying these High Republic cosplays. <laughs> so in in truth, mate, being a hundred percent honest as we are on the sessions, I would have you know I would have said I bet they want to do a show. I don't know though. I don't know because they haven't even touched things like the old Republic yet. So are they going to put their eggs in the basket with the high Republic? The fact that they're doing it, mate is such a confidence boost for, for the luminous five, for the, for the authors and for the, and Michael Siglane at Lucasfilm publishing and everyone behind the high Republic era. But the fact that they're going forward now with this era in games and in, and in, you know, and they're not just setting it in the era. There are tie-ins, there are mentions in the trailer. There is a huge High Republic Easter egg in the trailer. They're going all in, but I'll tell you, mate, no, I, I didn't think certainly within three years, we'd be sitting here now talking about a very exciting looking show. Well, but what about you as somebody who isn't quite on the train of the publishing side? Mm. Well, I think it's ridiculously impressive it's ridiculously impressive. And you know, I'm a little bit cynical. I'm a little bit of a moaner when it comes to the idea of this, you know, huge canon and everything counts because the truth is when it doesn't suit live action, they will retcon. And we've already, you know, or even animation, mate, we've already started to see that. And I will say again, caveat to what I just said earlier you know, in the grand scheme of things, it hasn't been that long. It hasn't taken that long for for those mm-hmm. retcons to start popping up more and more, right? And that's that is going to happen. That is only it's inevitable when you when you when you yeah. when you're creating so much stuff, whether it's books and comics, and they are usually the ones that are going like, to like take the hit, aren't they? Yeah, that's kind usually, of your yeah, of course, yeah. bottom of the pile, yeah, right? Yeah. That's just the way it is. But the fact that even uh, Leslie Headland, you know, she acknowledges the publishing, you know, in her speech, she comes out on the stage saying, what is it, mate? Uh, the High Republic saying, like the first thing she does. The light in life. Thank you. Yeah. First thing you know, she said. It, uh, it's, it's ridiculously impressive because it makes me as someone who started Light of the Jedi and kind of just stopped. I just, I, I didn't go on board of this. going to stop now. Life mm. got in the way. And I, I got to the middle. I thought the start was actually really good, and then by the middle bit, I was like, "Come on, we, you know, we're dither- we're dithering a mm-hmm. little bit here, yeah." And and I don't know that 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 kind of want to read the rest of it just wasn't there. That's fair enough, mate. Thing, things like Jedi Survivor, the Acolyte oh. trailer, or just Leslie Headland oh. and, and and the cast oh. speaking at celebration has kind of got me thinking. Do you know what? I've got a flight coming up soon. Might. Might take light of the Jedi. Might try and just finish Ooh. that off once and for all, you know. And I can't believe it, this. I know, I know. Me neither, mate. <laughs> I'm but then again, then again, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna do both sides here, mate, because I've got, I've got a question to ask you in a moment about the phases and about the High Republic in general. Yep. The High Republic, grand scheme of things, hasn't been out for long. Hasn't been out for you know ages, and already. No, Already, if I'm being honest, already I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of content, there's a lot of books, there's a lot of comics that even some of the High Republic fans are going, yeah, you don't need to read that, don't need yep. to do that one, yep. don't need to do that. You could probably skip that one. I'm thinking, well, you know, that's not great, is it? That's not a great sign, you know. And even with the phases, you know, it was set 
during XYZ and then they've kind of gone well for phase two we're going further back in time that, yeah, that feels that's like right. well that's a bit random why are we going <laughs> you know why are yeah, we going yeah. back again is that because the TV shows is that because the other canon the other mediums are kind of coming in and going to be leaving their mark on the High Republic and they can't What I mean what hmm. do you think about that as, as someone who kind of would you say you're up to date on the High Republic right would you say pretty much but I fall into everything that you've just said that okay. there's too much of it. There is. And uh, I was speaking with Johnny about this. Johnny O, Starbird Files, he loves the High Republic. And I was telling him about it yesterday, and I, but, and I think he agreed as well, that in, in terms of the the output and how long it's been, there's just so much to try and keep up with. And, you know, people have asked um, a sessions or me specifically, what, you know, what should I read in the High Republic? I'm new. What should I get into? And firstly, I say, go and speak to Starbird Files or Utini, because those guys mm. are in it. But I just mm. say, you know, start with the main adult novels like Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, uh, Fallen Star and all that. And then if you want to dally in middle grade and comics, do so. They are, you know, the comics are important, of course, but there are so many in such a short amount of time that there's just too much to right. feasibly read unless that is your job. If, if my day-to-day job was sessions, which, hey, look, I'd love it to be, and I could read comic books all day, then I would... They do that. It might be a bit boring after a while, but um, then it would be easy. But I think there is too much. I do think there is the issue that, you know, not all of it is necessarily necessary, but right. it is all there for world building. I think they want to get the High Republic built up as much as possible. I guess that's why they phase two goes back 150 odd years prior to phase one. I do think for me personally, I think phase one was really, really, really strong. People were people were gagging forward to want to know what happened next and then they're like do you know what pump the brakes we're actually going to go back and we're going to stop your momentum maybe they wanted to get people excited but the stories of phase two are fine but they're too they're too isolated on their own kind of story at the minute and the new one from kavan scott uh path of vengeance i think johnny said it best when he says it's carrying a lot a heavy load where it's now trying to flesh out as much of the time as possible because the other books catalyst and Convergence have spent a bit of time on one thing, which is okay. good. But he kind of wished that they'd done that maybe later as a side project and been like, here's the main story. Okay. And then once that's done, let's go back in time, but let's keep the momentum going. Do you remember um, MCM Comic Con? Um, when was it? 2020. Oh, yeah, last year, 2022. 2022, yeah. October. Charles Soule was there, right? Oh, lad. Lad, and there was a High Republic panel, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. That we went mm-hmm. to with Johnny, I think. Yep. <laughs> he was loving yeah. it, wasn't he? In his in his natural habitat, um, <laughs> High Republic panel, MCM <laughs> Comic Con. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I think even there, we 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 got to chat with Charles Soul a little bit, didn't we? And I, I, do you know what? That was even after. I think that was the following day. We went up and just chatted to him, and we, you know, we have it on pretty good authority that I'm not out in the guy or anything, but like. That basically he's, you know, not just a writer. Like he's kind of yeah, like he's, a consultant yeah. at Lucas, creative consultant. You know? He he didn't say that, but we kind of ascertained it. And that's not really secret, is it? Like it's not just us getting that. Like, but that yeah, would no, make no, no. sense, right? With with so much content that isn't just books and comics coming out. You know, t- a TV show. You know, parts of a video game. Mm-hmm. You're thinking to yourself. Yeah, we're gonna need we're gonna need someone like telling us what's what, what you can do, what you can't do. I mean, Matty Boy is someone who's so yes, it is it is clever. It is clever. Um and it's impressive 
again by Lucasfilm. And if they get this right, mate, I do think that is going to be an absolute triumph, an absolute mm-hmm. triumph. Oh, I agree, in, mate. In, in storytelling, you know, multimedia storytelling, it's it's actually ridiculous. Um, but mate, 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 as someone who reads High Republic, as someone who knows this stuff, because I'm sure there are a lot of people that are listening who who are well aware of what the High Republic is, but they're not that well versed in it. Maybe they've not read some of the stuff and they've just heard stuff secondhand, right? Mm-hmm. Are there... From what you know, are there any characters that we have seen before in books, in comics, that will be in The Acolyte? You know, what did you see in The Acolyte trailer and from Leslie and the cast talking? We haven't even Mm -hmm. spoken about the cast yet. Like, was there anything as a fan you were like, oh, yeah, 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 no, I know that. I know what he's talking about. I know that character. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that, mate. Well, yeah, this trailer talk time. Um, In terms of the trailer, yeah, there's one character in particular who is played by uh, Rebecca Henderson. Uh, and she's a character called Vanestra Rowe, who's a big player, big player in phase one and what will be phase three as well. She was one of the kind of young, a prodigious young Jedi. She's a Miri Arlen, which I think is the same species as like, um, oh, who's that one? If it, who's that one that um, tried to blow up the Jedi temple? Barris Offie. I think she's what, the same yeah. kind of, and Luminar. I think she's the same species. Green skin, purple hair. She was in the trailer. She uses the force to open this door. And she comes out and at first I was like, that looks like someone who's fairly prominent, but I can't think who. And it wasn't until later at the High Republic panel when they were like, oh yeah, that's who you think it was. And apparently got a huge pop. So there's a character called Ver- called Vernestra Rowe, who's a big time player in the books, who is getting a live action debut uh, for sure in the Acolyte. Uh, the other cast members, I believe, are new uh, original creations for the show. But I wouldn't be surprised if we... If we don't see, then at least we mm-hmm. hear of some of these other characters or these Jedi Masters or the Nihil who are the, the bad guys of the High Republic. They're these, they're these marauders who they're not dark side, they're not Sith, they are just really, well, they're called Nihil, nihilistic, they're anarchists, mm-hmm. they're bad mm-hmm. people. So I wouldn't be surprised if we hear more of them. Nothing. I don't think there's anything in the trailer which was Nihil related. But yeah, Vanestro is the first real Easter egg. And then everything else was more of the kind of aesthetic. As soon as the trailer hit and right at the very end, I was like, yeah, this this feels like the High Republic. This feels like all the images we've seen uh, in the books, in the comics, or just the promotional material, like the gold, the white, very lavish, very natural looking. Uh, so mm. that's what I got from it. But no no real characters jumped out apart from Vernestra. But um, what was it about the trailer though that that did sell it for you? Because it you've done a I wouldn't say you've done a one eighty, but you know you're, mm-hmm. you're you're ready for it now. What was it mm-hmm. about the trailer that did it for you? I think it was the the general mix of practical practical sets. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the good show. The the dialogue, yeah, you could tell it wasn't that volumey. You know, I'm not adding the volume here. The volume was used brilliantly in in Mando season three, right? But you could tell, you could tell. It's like, oh no, they've gone on <laughs> yeah. set here. You know, they've gone on location here. You can tell it's made in the UK, a bit like Android. You know, it just has that that maybe at times a little bit of grit to it, which which kind of suits mm. this CSI, you know, crime scene. <laughs> Yes, start Jedi <laughs> series kind of frozen meets Kill Bill. Uh, the thing that I freaked out about was was without a doubt martial arts. The martial arts mixed with the Force. There is a scene in the trailer where there is a Jedi fighting 
you know, um, I don't know, the acolyte, well, <laughs> the baddie. I've got, I've got the cast members. We could, we, we can say who it is, can we? Should we, can we say? Yeah, who it is? I, th- I mean, come, yeah, obvious. I mean, it's in the trailer. So, it'll, it's in the, the trailer. Go on, tell us, tell it's, us, mate. Again, I, I don't know what their roles are. If they're the good guys, bad guys, good guys, bad guys. But you've got Amanda Stenberg's <laughs> character. She is. She has these these knives or these, I guess, like vibro blades, and she's got um, black mask on. She's got like red hair or dreads, and she's you know, look, we're like purple hooded, really cool colours. Uh, and she's uh, and she tries to rough up Carrie Ann Moss, who looks like she's a Jedi. She sees her in this um, air in this in this in this building, and she tries to start a fight with her basically. And you get well, Carrie Ann Moss. This is cliche, but kind of Matrix vibes as well with her. You can't help but think it. But you get these Wujan martial arts vibes with the Force. And you know what, mate? I'm not the I'm, I can't take credit for this. Other people have said it as well, but it's shot immaculately. Like the action we saw just in the trailer. It's not kind of quick shots and all that. It's they, they 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 keep the camera going and they are doing these force moves, these pushes, these pulls, these movements, you know, on camera. There's no clever cuts to or clever edits to, to do this. It was such an impressive, that moment, I think, same as you, mate. That's when I was like, yeah, this, this was right at the beginning of the trailer. It opens with Lee Jung Jae, who's a Jedi master. He's teaching younglings. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. we get straight to that and, that. and that's when everyone kind of took a collective intake of breath and were like, oh, okay, yeah. So. I'm with you, mate. I can't believe how many Jedi are in the trailer. You know, Jedi younglings. I mean, I'm pretty sure the the, the trailer starts with um, a load of younglings like meditating or training on like the Jedi Temple in Coruscant. You know, yeah, and and, and you see right. Lee Jung Jae's there. Yep, you're seeing different aliens, different creatures as Jedi. You know, it's not just humans, yep. it's mostly humans, but you're seeing different creatures. Uh, and like you said, mate, the quality, the, 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 the camera work. And I can't, I can't, I can't downplay how Eastern this looks. Like when, when, yeah, you're, when right. you're right, when the, like when the martial arts thing happens, you know, someone's pushed back on the floor, uh-uh. you know, and we see a, a similar thing actually in, in, in the uh, latest Ahsoka trailer don't we it's a very similar sequence except the acolyte one (laughs) the acolyte one's better the acolyte one is is better but it is i could see some people criticizing it actually you know the being force pushed on the floor and their feet are going against the floor if you don't understand that reference you know Mm -hmm. the the clear reference uh, and inspiration from eastern cinema um You know, I could I could kind of get why people are like, oh, that's that looks a bit weird, looks a bit naff, bit like how you know in the book of Boba Fett, there's like some stop mo, there's loads of stop motion stuff, things yes, that's clearly yes. inspired by Ray Harryhausen, and you're like, yep. oh, you know, <laughs> that's inspired by that, but there's a lot of people are like, what's that? Why is it like this? You know, yeah. seems a bit random. So, you know, maybe maybe it could be edited a wee bit different to make it more palatable i don't know i only saw the trailer once yeah <laughs> and i've not seen it twice it works where, where are your influences on your sleeves mate i mean they say it's kill bill influence quentin tarantino's the king of nicking other people's ideas and putting them into his films he says that himself where mm. are the influences give give us this you know samurai wujan this eastern inspired tv series don't don't change it to cater to the audience. I, I, I really hope that they don't. I mean, I don't think they will because I think the reaction 
says it all. And I know Kathy said she'd seen four episodes already. So four are in the can and they were still finishing production at the time of celebration. But I really hope they, I know what you mean though, mate. I, I am actually in agreement with you that there will be people who see it and think, oh, it looks a bit phony or it looks a bit silly, but no, it, you know, it's going to be great. It looked superb. And we, we, we're always calling for something different, mate. When we get it, Oh, well, I wish it looked, no, I wish it looked different or I don't like the way it looks. Now let's uh, trust in the force, trust in the, trust in the filmmakers here because for me, and it looks great. And anyone who listened to Luke Bly's, um, review of the fan strike back no we're only ever going to be honest on this show so we're not just sitting here saying how great this is for the sake of it it looked really good maybe we get nemoidians in this as well we're finally back to our boys we get some nemoidians oh, yeah. on a ship you were going i remember that you were going a bit excited about that but we see lots of people kind of looking around corners we see amanda stenberg creeping about we see manny jacinto looking a little bit worried looking around corners uh, and we see uh, jodie turner smith she looks really regal she's a leader of people apparently um and we see mm-hmm. uh, daphne keen and people like that as well uh lightsaber in hand and there are a lot of lightsabers in this isn't there there's one moment that popped everybody off and there's a lot of lightsabers mate Oh my word! Oh my word! So much of it is just so good. There's, there's, honestly, I, I I was blown away. You know, uh, the, the the like you said, the cast looked decent. I really, really mm. hope the cast come across as. I I I hate this, but you know, I hope that they're serious enough. I hope it's not just a joke fest. Um, I hope they come across as Star Warsy. You know, because mm-hmm. um, th- there's one or two guys, one or two guys. I'm, and I'm not going to, I can't go through the whole cast. I can't even remember all their names. I know you've just mentioned a few. one or two. I'm like, oh, I hope that's, ho- I hope that's a good casting. I hope, yeah. I really hope same that with anything, works. I guess, yeah. it's, it's the same with anything, mate. It's mm-hmm. the same with anything. A great example is I hope Lizzo and Jack Black don't turn up. Yeah. Oh. Can we not? Can we not? I, I hope. Yeah, the, no. I hope like one of the Gallagher brothers don't just turn up in the background, <laughs> like smashing. The, well, actually, that would be pretty cool if he's smashing the keyboards or something. But, you know, you, you know face. what I mean. It's like don't you know? Give it. Give the roles to people who need it and earned it. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you. I, I feel I'm, like I'm they've not, done that here, mate. I do feel uh, like because the people they've okay. got are good actors. They're not They're good. superstars. Uh, they're up and coming, like Amanda Stenberg, uh, Charlie Barnett, uh, the English lad who from Game of Thrones, so I can't remember his name now, but um, <laughs> uh, Daphne Keane, Manager Sinto, even Lee Jung Jae. I mean, these people who are, they are known, but they're not huge stars. And I think that's going to play to the series' um, strength. Wonderfully diverse cast as well, in terms of experience as well. Looking forward, man. Well, it looks so Jedi. It looks so Jedi. And that kind of... Jedi. Jedi, it, it really, you really get the sense that, oh yeah, no, this could be the Jedi before the prequels, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you, you buy into it, no, you, right? do. you buy into it. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, no, this kind of makes sense. You know, this, this, I, I could imagine this in a Clone Wars flashback. That's kind of what I think, which is a yeah. funny way to legitimize something in your head, isn't it? You know, that <laughs> you really know, goes to show how integral to the canon Clone Wars is now. Um, I suppose from a certain point of view, but uh, listen, view. mate, you mentioned it up top. I've got to bring it up because you, you've kind of, you've kind of got me a little bit curious about it. Um, Plagueis, Yoda, 
you know, Yoda's in the High Republic, mate. Yeah, yeah. it's not a secret. It's not a secret. Plagueis, Plagueis. He's there. In my head, mate, it's obvious. Plagueis is around, right? He's kicking about. You know, are we going to be seeing some of those legacy characters? Do you think legacy um, characters? That's meant. Yeah, to know, say, yeah. But yeah Le- do you know? Legacy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like the legend of Dark Plagueis to Wise. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, when I said up top that I don't need to see them, that's is a flippant comment in the sense that you know I'm digging just what they're giving us from the original content. But of course, mate, if I don't know how again, I don't know how many seasons this is or how or what, but if later down the line they're like, oh, let me introduce you to uh, this new guy who we've met in the pub. He's called uh, Plagueis. He didn't tell me his first name, but he just called. He said he's Plagueis. We're all going to collectively lose our minds. Come on. It's, oh. it's it, it, it all comes down to the, it comes down to the magic word you know what's coming mate it all comes down to the execution of it all and have a quick drink and how well they how and how well they do it it kind of seems about right though because I don't know how I don't know how they're going to play Plagueis in the new canon if he's still a moon part of that species or if he's got a longer oh, yeah. life that species and all that kind of stuff but stands to reason clan. that the, the banking, the banking clan, clan supports stuff. <laughs> Supports yeah, the invasion. One of those geezers. One of those geezers. Like most powerful, long, long-lived lads. Ha- mate, recast. Recast. I, I, I don't hope want, they do. We can't have a flaming moon as the <laughs> M-U-U-N. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like a wine gum head. If you're not 100% sure what alien we're talking about, Google it, please. It's the banking clan people yeah. from Attack of the Clones. That is meant to be the race of Darth Plagueis. And I always thought that was a random choice. So it's not a scary, you know, and it, it doesn't no. have to be scary, but I just don't buy into Could you imagine if that kid, they got, oh, they got to do it right, mate, boy. Ew, I'm already, no, I am a Sith Lord. Would you like to hear my, leg, my legend? No, I don't. Move on. Would you like to see my accounts? <laughs> From yeah, my yeah, yeah. from my, my native ledgers. planet, because we're very good at <laughs> banking. You see, I'm yeah. ACCA no, I don't want to hear accredited. That, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but that and now kind of kind of do want to see that now. But it's it's there, mate. It's it's ripe for the setup. We know, you know, the the, the whole story of Darth Plagueis the Wise is out there. This is his time period. <laughs> Will we see a little baby Palpatine a bit later down the line? Mm. Who knows? Uh, but oh. at the minute, I'm quite happy for them to just stick to what they're showing us. But I think it is inevitable if they do this for more than one season that we get a bit of plague. Who, who is the Doctor Who fella who was uh, down to play Palps in Truss? Matt Smith. Doc- Matt Smith. Imagine if Matt Smith, like, imagine if good, like, we actually show. saw that. Because that was legit, right? We have that on good he authority. It, yeah. that, that, he said that, it, that so, is. Yeah. That's that's legit. Like he was there to do it. Matt Smith was Palps, right? A young Palps, a young Papa Palps. And but imagine if they were if they did that when they went through with that, you could then reuse him in the in something like the Acolyte. I know 100%. the timeline doesn't quite match up there, does it? We but could jump forward a bit, can't you? But in in a few seasons' 100%. time, right? Imagine that. Would oh you want that word. kind of synergy? Then would you like to see? Uh, mentions of Plagueis or really kind of moving forward. You might even hear, hear Dooku's name and maybe Qui-Gon later on. Are you down for that? In 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 my head, buddy, it's inevitable, isn't it? It's inevitable. Like, what's the, like in your own words, what's the point of the Acolyte? What's the point of it? What's the goal of the show? It's it's showing the, essentially the fall of the Jedi and the rise of, rise of the Sith. Yeah. And there's not this grand army of Sith, is there? 
this there this never two. is that's well there's always not, only two that's the point isn't it that's the point and oh. <laughs> it's yeah in in my head it's inevitable have they said mate if this is like a multi-season thing have they yeah have they, they haven't confirmed? said okay. um, part of me thinks that that's the, the plan because it seems mm-hmm. like it is if they're telling the story of kind of the rise of the sith then okay. i think that they should do but i think for the minute it's just the usual you know season one of the acolyte probably eight episodes i don't think that's been confirmed if anyone does know please shoot us a line okay yeah i would like to know that i that's one thing i think with these um all the star wars tv shows i'd love like you know stop stop doing loads of different shows and maybe just continue the seasons you know just good show stick with longer seasons yeah i'm here for that you know star trek didn't it star trek had a few shows on the go at once didn't they in like the 90s and the 2000s and nothing wrong with that at all but they 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 stuck it out and you had you had long you know a long series and and we know mando isn't finished you know but I, i would love to see you know, another series go on for longer than just like one or two seasons. Yeah. Well, and it was supposed Acolyte, to, wasn't it? It was supposed to. I kind of get why. I kind of get why. Now you know, they said get, why I get it. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But like with Acolyte, I'm, I'm, re- I'm really hoping they got this figured out. I like, you know, the story of it and that. But listen, mate, oh, I just mate. wanted to go over like the, the, the reception, the reception to okay. the Acolyte hype, you know, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter. I've got some Instagram comments here. Uh, Kazda1138, great username, says, the trailer was great. Using the force as a martial art looked amazing. And all those lightsabers um, in one of the shots filled me with so much excitement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with, <laughs> we, we agree. <laughs> We, we wholeheartedly yeah. agree. Yes. Uh, Twin Suns Collectings is very intrigued, uh, but wasn't able to get into panel to see the proper trailer, but have watched the leak one. Oh, naughty boy. And did back. like what I saw. Hopefully we get a proper official look at it soon. Um, if, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Pete, and this is what I'm talking about. Just, you know, it's going to leak anyway, guys. It's going to, it's yeah. going to leak. Yeah. Yep. It's going. To, oh, mate, it drives me up the wall. It makes no but sense, listen, does it? Um, I, I'm, I'm hope. When do you think a trailer could come out? Do you think they'll do that soon? Great, or? great, great question. It's the show comes out in 2024, so we've got. I, I reckon mm. maybe you got 12 to 14 months before the show comes out, or minimum kind of nine months, maybe eight, nine months. I guess towards the the autumn or the fall, maybe. I don't know. What, yeah. Basically, at any point now might just seem a bit random, considering they had a massive event where they dropped trailers and they had things like Ahsoka. That trailer came out, but I guess they also had like Skeleton Crew. That one didn't drop. But I do wonder why they don't just drop it. You know, I don't. I don't understand why you're putting it out there. People are going to be talking about it. You don't want to watch it as a leaked thing. Our boy Jack Copestake said this was the highlight of celebration for him. You know, mm. he was there and. We were there and it was one of our highlights and we wish we could share it in that filth with more people because I do think had they dropped it, I think there would have been a collective like swelling of excitement for this. There's always gonna be it's always gonna be, you know, naysayers and I that's fine. We we are here for all opinions. Yeah, that's um, cool. But I think had they dropped it, I do honestly think it would have taken people by surprise. And now there's a leaked trailer, now there's lots of synopsis on breakdowns of the trailer and discussions like this one where 
you know, we're, we're, we're given our excitement and I, w- I just wish people could have shared in that at the time, mate. Well, Dan Alex Hales 24 kind of addresses glad. this. I'm glad they did this. Um, he says, I was able to see the trailer twice at the showcase and then at the High Republic panel. Mm. Yeah, so, that's cool. They played it there. Yeah, absolutely. He says he can't wait and seeing live action Vanestra Row will be epic. So again, you know, more love for some of the established High Republic characters. Uh, to grow to Jedi, new listener and friend of the Wee. podcast, obviously won one of our t-shirts at Bibs Bash. Uh, it says, <laughs> Wookiee Jedi, need I say more? Need I say more? Again, so, I've seen a few people. I've seen a few people go, man, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the whole Wookiee Jedi thing, you know, but we've, you know, my thinking is, look, we've already seen it in Clone Wars. Are I get like it. Barry. Are people like I, him, sorry, yeah. I, I do. What? what you people say? like Barry? the guy from the Clone Wars. I got the name wrong. Barry's the High Republic Wookiee Jedi. But people, is it Gungi? Gungi from the Clone Gun- Wars? That's people, it. When, he, when he came in the Bad Batch trailer, people were going mental. I, I don't really see what the difference is, other than Ken Backer or Kev Backer, whatever his name is, Gav Backer, has got this top knot. I do wonder how that will translate to live action. You know, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like anything, I suppose, like with anything. Um, loads of excitement. Again, uh, Darth being, Darth Fate being, Crouching Tiger style, Kung Fu meets Star Wars. Legendary, mate. A lot of love for this. A lot of excitement for it, mate. Um, the positivity has been, has been great. It's been great to see our little circle. And do you know what? It's one of those things where so much came out of celebration. Uh, the films, the, the Mandoverse, the Floniverse, whatever people are calling it. I, I feel like the Acolyte is kind of the dark horse here. You know, it's not, it's getting some attention, but not all the attention. And so mm-hmm. for me, mate, I feel like, no, I'm rooting for this. I'm like, no, nah, come on, yeah. Acolyte, Acolyte, come on. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Can't wait, mate. For light and life. This is Guy Henry, known for playing Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I'll tell you something about the High Republic, mate, and especially the Wookiee Jedis. I hear they love a pint. So do we, and thankfully, we've pulled the Essex Falcon up right outside our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina, and the only question that remains is, <gasps> shall we? Let's do it. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Butter butter best podcast. That's right, Spices Pod. Butter butter Bantinos. Patreon questions section. Uh, to kick us off this week is our boy all the way from Kansas. It's Jimmy, the Jedi Adams. Let's hear it, mate, boy. Hey, Matt and Luke. It's Jimmy from Kansas. I hope things are well across the pond. I think I am finally coming out of my post-celebration blues. How about you guys? I think Jedi Survivor has helped a ton, although there is a pesky rancor that's making me pretty angry. Anyways, I have got a quick question for you this month. Now that Rey is getting her own movie or series or whatever it ends up being... Does she get her arm cut off to become a true Skywalker? Does she even lose a limb? Let me know what you guys think. Have a good week, fellas. Oi, oi, Jimmy, <laughs> you absolute t- 
Hank. Um, listen, mate. All I'm hearing is about this rancor, and I've not got to any <laughs> rancor yet in Jedi Survivor. Wow. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. I don't know if people are just getting confused, but I'm like, I've been playing the game for a wee bit now, and you know, I've not come across any rancor yet. So I'm assuming that is on on its way. Uh, <laughs> so, Kobo's cheers, mate. massive, mate. You may never find it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe it's maybe it's like one of the cheeky side missions or something. Mm. Um, I, d- I don't know, uh, Matty yeah. boy, Matty boy. What are you saying? Will Will Ray get a limb? Get limbed? If if she, get, <laughs> he limbed, she gets limbed, I'm I'm going after the person that did it. Um, it's a great question, Jimmy. You know what, mate? Uh, and also, just as a caveat. I think they've kind of announced that Daisy isn't going to be the lead of the film. She's going to be mm. very much a supporting character, but a, a very important supporting character. There will be a lead character who will follow, and uh, Daisy will be there as a supporting role. Um, to your question, though, you know, uh, will she have a arm lopped off or a limb? Uh, you know, I don't think they will do. Actually, you know, I think I think they're going to try and avoid falling into old habits a little bit as well and I also wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if we don't hear things like I've got a bad feeling about this in the new films either not so Disney and Lucasfilm could be like the George Lucasfilms we don't want to be associated to them anymore I just think they're going to start to carve out their own niche now carve out their own identity and even something as daft as like Ray getting a foot cut off or a hand cut off is right. kind of a bit like oh Skywalker yeah. uh, as, as much as it is for the fans I think they won't do it uh, I don't you know nothing, nothing about the story. We don't. Sorry, we don't know anything about it, which makes me think that she would or wouldn't. It's more a case of, I think. I think they're going to move away from stuff like that. I think like Ryan Johnson did in the Last Jedi, and for whatever people think about that film, it was nice not to see somebody just get their arm lopped off again. But um, I don't think they will. I think uh, the English Rose is far too um, perfect to have a limb cut off. But uh, no, in all seriousness, I don't think they will. I think she'll be um, certainly limbs intact by the end of the film or the series or her role in Star Wars. What about you, mate? Do you think they're going to go back to the uh, well on this one? Um, <sighs> like, yeah. you, like you said, well, she's portraying a master, right? And, and you know, yes. if Rey isn't necessarily the main character in, in the film or film series, then it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, hmm. No, I, I think it's unlikely. I think it's unlikely because the drama won't be on her. The drama will be on the new characters, right? The new main lead, the the, the the new leads, the main leads, the main characters. So I don't know what could be cool is like I don't know. She she like turns up when we see her and she's got like a a droid leg or something. You know, <laughs> that would yeah, be- I guess that would that would work because it's just well, fifteen years has passed. What's happened? Oh, my leg right. fell off. Right, leg fell off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> got it got it caught in a fan <laughs> Ben Solo took it as a souvenir I prefer <laughs> a fan uh, oh. Oh. right no no that's what I that's what I reckon though. good question though Jimmy but yeah I think I think yeah it's 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 always worth remembering that f- like Ray and Finn I, you know I don't think they're the main characters in this new trilogy and I th- or new film um, I, I feel like people are forgetting that I feel like people are forgetting that. So there we go, mate. There we go. But, but uh, yeah, thanks for sending that in. And we love, we love getting voice messages, to be honest. Love a we voicey. Do. Love a voicey. What's next, Matty boy? What's next is the Max Rebo experience. How about this one? He says, 
in the book of Boba Fett, it seemed like R2 was being unnecessarily rude when dropping off Grogu. And my headcanon is that Pelimoto doesn't understand droid speak as well as she thinks she does. And R2 was telling her, you know, grab the lightsaber under the seat instead of, I've got to go. Do you lads have any humorous headcanons of your own? So what, what do you think about that, mate? Have you got any kind of funny head flubs? Um, yeah, I think mine is that there's that stormtrooper in A New Hope where <laughs> I always, if you've been listening for a while, you know what I'm going to say. There is a stormtrooper in A New Hope with a wonky, like, you know, the black bit above the visor. There is one that is wonky and it drives me up the wall. I'm like, how can, how does every stormtrooper helmet look the same except this one? And in my head cannon, that's kind of like melted off a little bit and the geezer's just super glued it back onto his noggin, <laughs> back onto his helmet, and it's wonky. That's, that's my head cannon. It's in a new hope and it, I, I'm pretty sure it's when um, the stormtroopers pulling over Obi Wan and Luke and the droids, you know. This is oh, not okay. the droids you're looking at. And it's, oh my word, it drives me up the wall. I've posted about it before. Maybe it's time. Maybe, yes, maybe I'm due, maybe I'm due another post on it to remind people how much Get it reminds a reel me. going. Yeah, it's a small one, but honestly, I'm, I'm going to go for that first off. Mm. Uh, what are you, what are you saying, Matty Boy? Something to do with the Rise of Skywalker? Uh, no, no, I, I, that was actually <laughs> going to be my one, but I, it wasn't. I, I couldn't do it. But I was giggling to myself earlier on when I read this question, and I was like, my head cannon is that Han Solo, he hasn't got a clue what Chewie's talking about at any point. Chewie's just, and Han's like, yeah, good shout. Do what I want anyway. <laughs> so for the whole trilogy, he has no idea what he's talking about. Now, Solo came along and spoiled that by show, showing that Han talks Wookiee. Therefore, my head cannon has been um, retcons now by that but in my head Han's just winging it in Han's way um, or when Luke goes into the cave of evil on Dagobah what he actually saw was the holiday special and that's why he came out a completely different person and that is actually his head on the mask he's like I, I can't be dealing with this if this is my future that's it I'm out um, and the rest of it's just a dream the Star Wars never happened after that because of the holiday special so that's what I'm going for oh excellent <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> love question. it. I mean, the use of Patreon questions are great here, lads. Yeah, keep keep it up, <laughs> keep it up. Uh, thank you so much, Max Rebo, uh, Stephen Dayden or Dadden. Uh, we're not one hundred percent sure on that. Are Stevie we? D. Are we? Stevie D. Stevie D. Stevie D. He says, e. lads, lads. After catching up with some of your podcast, no, I'm not going. After catching up with some of your podcast and YouTube pals from across the pond at Celebration, are there any plans to be guests on their shows or to get them back to yours for a session? Keep it spicy, Stevie D. Stevie D. Uh, Stevie that's D. my attempt of a Liverpool accent, a Scouse accent, which hosted Eurovision this yes, year. It did. Very well it done did. as well. Mm. Uh, what are you saying, mate, boy? Um, in all honesty and transparency no not really there are no plans there are no plans to get any of our fellow creators we met at Celebration on the show but look, look we're always up for a, a collab session of anyone who we think that firstly we can vibe with who we can have a good time yeah. with yeah more importantly though as well who's going to give the best content not to say that none of those guys would you know we have, just haven't got any real plans yet we're big fans of the Resistance guys the Sky Talker ladies the Force Centre lads the Blast Point boys but we haven't got any plans to collab right now. It doesn't mean we wouldn't, of course. But as with anything, 
for me anyway, I don't know about Lukey Boy, but for me, it's got to be the right content. I don't want to go on someone's show or vice versa and just have a chat. There's got to be some kind of value being added. There's got to be something which Luke and I can think, you know, I think we think the listeners are going to appreciate this. We think they're going to enjoy it. And we've got to enjoy it, yeah. Um, so we were just happy to, you know, hang out and meet people at Celebration and um, kind of get to know them. And if the chance ever comes to do something and it's worthwhile, then of course we'll explore it. And that goes for anyone. It's just got to be worthwhile, really. It's got to add value to our listeners. And hopefully you guys can enjoy it. Because if not, we don't want to do it. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, Lukey boy. No. No, no, I know what you mean, mate. I know what you mean. I think there's there's a few there's a few peeps that I'd love to get on the show or um, I'd love to go on their show, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think sometimes, you know, um, Stevie D, it's like it's a matter of time, you know, like doing doing our potty alone takes up a lot of time. But like and it, yes. to be fair, it's nice to go on to other shows because you just turn up. Um, <laughs> which is nice do you know what I mean sometimes you've got to do like some reading or some research beforehand but generally you just turn up for the bands but no we're, we're actually open to a lot of things um, and if I think just to add to what Matty Boy has said it's been it feels like we've kind of been flat out in like podcast life and personal lives since celebration like both mm-hmm. you and I Matt like we've both been like mad busy and yes. We're kind of like to, to organize that kind of stuff. You know, you'd be surprised how long it can take sometimes. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, there are guys that we would we would really like to have on. Uh, and, and actually, I'll say this, some like UK guys too. Um, that's easier for a, for a time zone thing as well. Like, yes. The time zone challenge can be difficult. It can be real, mm-hmm. real, real difficult sometimes. So, yeah, I will, I will, I will leave it at that because also I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say, oh yeah, I'd love to get this person on and this person on and put it and make it awkward and stuff. We got our yeah, friends, you know. We've got we've got friends all around the Star Wars podcasting community. It was great seeing yes. all of them. So yeah, watch this space, Stevie D. Watch this space, Stevie D. <laughs> Stevie D. Yeah, and just just to echo that, mate. It wasn't me saying no. I don't want to. It's absolutely the door's always open, but it's got to be right. It's got to be fun. It's got to be cool, and it's got to be good for us as well. So. Uh, yeah, it's who, who knows what's around the corner? It's is Stevie D UK or is he like? I think so. If not, okay. we're in trouble here. But I've got a funny not, feeling he is. Okay, because we're doing a Steven Gerrard reference for those of you who don't know. Because you're probably thinking, what's with the Liverpool reference? <laughs> Why are you? What's with these odd that? voices you guys are doing? <laughs> it's a Steven Gerrard who's a footballer. Anyway, go on, mate. But I'm sorry. I just what I just Gastro. thought to myself, I was like, does people know what we're going on about? People know. That's it. Oh, He's a footballer who slips and costs Liverpool the title. Yeah, no. Um, Stevie D oh, is from Walthamstow, um, uh, which was once a part of Essex. He's now uh, in West Sussex, so he's very much a Brit. So he's part of the gang. Um, but thank you for your question, mate. We hope you've answered it. And yeah, watch this space. Um, final question is from Phil18. <laughs> he said, if you had to be married to one person in the Star Wars galaxy, who would it be? Any gender, race, creed or species? And what planet would you get married on? And this question, he says, is based on the recent Princess and a Scoundrel novel so Lukey boy you're in a galaxy far far away and your missus says look for one night you're gonna have a marriage you're gonna have a fake marriage with somebody who you're picking and where you're gonna get the uh, tie the knots <laughs> I mean it's Phil it, this is an out there question make, oh, oh, okay. I thought that's your answer <laughs> this, uh, Phil 18 Phil. yeah Phil 18 um, uh, it's I mean it's gotta be Padme isn't it it's gotta be Padme <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dig 
full stop. <laughs> that's it. That's it, really. I call it aggressive negotiations. No negotiations. Since since seeing Return of the Jedi a few times in the cinema, you know, Leia is such an all rounder. You know, her personality. You know, looks like just everything. She just Can kill a, a hut. good, good, good person, and that's that's the most important thing. You know, and maybe Leia wouldn't die of sadness. Yeah. <laughs> well, where would you marry Padme? Then? Where, where would the uh, ceremony take place? By I the mean, lake the, the, in Naboo. The, wow. the boring thing is always Naboo, isn't it? Because that's like course, that's mate. the that's the obvious one. So I feel like why not mix it up and uh, go to Jedi Survivors Kobo? Yeah, <laughs> under go to Pylon Saloon. You know, like the, uh, you know, the, the, the ranch, the ranch that's just next to the saloon on Como. Yeah, just there. We'll have like a country wedding. Why not? Yeah. There's <laughs> a stable there. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what about you, mate? That's a good what, one. What, oh, come on, what, mate. Who are you saying and why is it Rose Tico? <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's Ray, isn't it? So you sing his Rose. Oh, it's oh, Ray. It's a Ray. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, why wouldn't I? Um, look, if I'm going to be if I'm going to be that guy, I'm going to be like, yep, whatever you want. She's always wanted to go back to Jakku, so just get married there. We'll do it underneath okay. Lima Outpost. We'll do it. We'll do it in front of the eighty eighty, kind of show how far she's come. Um, yeah. Or there's one there's one planet in Jedi Survivor which I won't name for spoilers. That would be great to do it in because it's wonderful. Um, I'd like to do it on on Endor though, mate. If we're talking princess and scoundrel, I'd love to do it on Endor. Endor's beautiful. Do it in the Ewok village. Get those lanterns Ooh, on. Yeah. Just keep yeah. some of those furry little that. critters away because um, it might smell a bit but um, Endor would be nice Endor at night uh, I think uh, I think Ray would like that you know somebody like me coming along that doesn't really have any discernible talents but you know I can keep her grounded at least to every Jedi Master needs somebody to keep the feet on the ground so Ray would be my choice and Padme yours I think uh, two solid choices mate yeah yeah I mean there's a lot of choices ultimately the right answer Phil is my wife apparently <laughs> <Early. laughs> yeah that Early. is ultimately the 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 uh the right answer always i mean for i you. can't see padme buying padme's not buying me a hot toy anytime soon for my anniversary Mate, do you know what I, I mean that I'll, is i'll give the guys a bts of celebration and this warms my heart there's a moment on celebration at saturday he's gonna know what's coming we're walking through the big old foyer in the xl center we're gonna go outside and, and we were going to meet luke's wife uh, she was she was there and cal bag and megan and some of the man were there um and then suddenly luke's eyes were drawn to someone sitting on, on one of the benches in the middle of the um, mm. the hall boulevard. of the boulevard yes the plazas mm. and it was it was it was uh, like a dream it was a young lady dressed in an orange flight suit with an ice cream maker <laughs> it was Luke's wife and I've never seen somebody look so so proud of uh, of, of someone in their life there was almost genuine kind of husband tears and love there and, we, and it was a wonderful moment to see and I don't think did you, did you know about this no, I no, that's it. I don't. Th- I don't think we've spoken about this on the podcast. But yeah, my wife knows about the run of the Will Rohirs, right? There's yes. Background character in Empire Will Rohirs. He runs in the background with an ice cream maker, and every celebration there's the run of the Will Rohirs, usually on the Saturday. Yes. And my missus knew about this, and she, we always found it funny. I explained this story to her years ago, and she was like, "Wow, Star Wars fans are different." Geeks. She is correct, and um, I love. That for celebration, as a little treat, she just turned up on the Saturday as Will Rohit. <laughs> and 
and yeah she she did the run and she got mate she got a pin she got like she? exclusive yeah run it's like a running of the hoods or something like exclusive star wars celebration 2023 pin and yes. and what was cool was like she was she didn't know when it was like she kind of got to like the wrong bit of the convention for when it began but like it went past her and she was like, "Oh, do I join in or do I not?" And they like the people in the in the in the run were like, "No, come on, come on, come on!" Like, and they're cheering oh, her on. And she went. joined, and she was in, and and ice cream maker um, was heavy. And, yeah, and she carried that it all day. Heavy. I know what a true all point. day, poor girl, poor girl. Oh, honestly, mate, yeah, that was magic. That was pure, pure magic. Loved that. Very proud. Very, I'm very smiling. Proud. Thinking about it right now. Let's go back yeah, and do it yeah, again yeah. soon. Let's do oh. it in the UK, please. Um, well, that is a wonderful way to end a beautiful session in the band, Tina. As ever there, Jimmy, Max Rebo, Stevie D, Phil, thank you so much for your questions. We'll be back again next week with another batch of Patreon questions. But, bartender, sorry about the mess. We'll be back again, same time again, here next week in the band, Tina. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Sorry, I'm just looking at this Return of the Jedi 40th uh, Star Wars Ewoks comic book. Which I managed Evil. to snag from from the base. Evil, yeah. <laughs> Evil. That's not a nice yeah. looking bear. It's an Ewok with fire in his eyes. Reminds yeah. me of Ewok Hunt. You remember Ewok Hunt oh, on Battlefront Two, Matty Boy? A terrifying game. I know. I miss it though. I miss. I miss a bit of Ewok. Ewok Hunt. Still mate, there, mate. Battlefront Still Two. There. I know. I know. I know. But. Anyway, this week's game. This week's game. Every week we end the show with a cheeky game. It's my turn to host. Matty Boy, you are playing. Are, are, are you ready to know what game you are playing this week? Boba Fett said it best when he said, yep. 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 Good old Attack of the Clones. We love a bit of Attack of the Clones. We do, don't uh, we? We've got, we've got Kill, Marry, Kiss. Yeah, family friendly friendly show people. Carry, kill, marry, kiss. Not carry. <laughs> kill. <laughs> yeah, carry. Who are, who are you going to carry? Uh, kill, <laughs> marry, kiss. Okay, I'm wow, going to give okay. you three three characters, Matty boy. Some of kill, which marry, I know you 100% fancy. Uh, <laughs> but I've I've it's only it's only three rounds. We're only doing three no, rounds. Be so will. Let's 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 hit the music and uh, let's get involved, mate. Um, kill, marry, kiss. Rose Tico, Ray Skywalker, oh, Palpatine, or Padme Amidala. Oh, you disgusting man! Uh, <laughs> right, uh, kill, I marry, think kiss. I, know. I think I, uh, this was inspired by Phil's Patreon question, by the way. Oh, so cheers, Phil. Phil mate. The look of love is all around. This is tough. Well, uh, I marry, marry Ray. We've already said that already. Uh, oh man, kill or kiss? This is a tough one. I mean, oh man. Uh, I know. Oh, I know. Already. This is unfair. I think I might even skew tradition here and say kiss Padme, kill Rose. But then I don't know actually. No, what? I'm going to flip it actually because Padme will just get upset and die of sadness. So Rose, kiss, kill Padme. <laughs> Save what we love, man. Okay, I've got these written down. By the way. I wrote these. I wrote these. 
Because <laughs> I was like, I gotta remember these. Uh, the next one, kill, kill, marry, kiss, Ahsoka in the Mandalorian. Yeah, Fennec Shand. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, George, <laughs> George, George Lucas's daughter in the hallway of uh, <laughs> of the opera scene. You know, Papa Noida, Papa, Papa Noida. Noida's- Bo. Um, is that his daughter? daughter. It's meant to be. It's definitely his daughter. It's meant to be. Ahsoka Mando. So definitely, I'm glad you specified Mando. Ahsoka. George Lucas' um, daughter, daughter in Revenge of the I'm killing her. Um, I'm going to. Who, who uh, are you I'm killing? Gonna, uh, George Lucas' Papanoida's daughter. Oh, out of um, order, mate. Out of uh, order. I'm going to. I'll marry Fennec and I'll, and I'll kiss Ahsoka. Hang on, I've not even paid attention to that. Is it Katie? Katie Lucas? Katie Lucas, I yes, think it- Katie Lucas. She's um, still involved. She was involved in Clone Wars, I'm sure, like season seven or something like that. She's involved oh, yeah. in something fairly recently. Very talented. We mentioned that. We mentioned that recently, didn't we? Okay. You did, very talented. So well, who are you killing again? You're, you're killing, killing Katie, Katie Lucas. Lucas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. marry Fennec Shand and I'm going to kiss Ahsoka. And it's a, it's the Mandalorian Ahsoka. It's the okay, Mandalorian that, Ahsoka. Mate. Yes. Yeah. yeah that post-OT. era of Ahsoka. Yep. Uh, just to clarify, excellent. Right. Last one, and it's a special one. Kill, marry, kiss. We've got. Do you do you remember? I love the way you're. You've got your hand over your uh, over your where eyes. Where we go? Here like, we go. Do you uh, remember? Do you, you know? You know? You know? In Jabba's palace, there are the three dancers. <laughs> yes, pink skin. Da, da, yep. da. Yeah, <laughs> you've got. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure their names are R- Ristol, like Crystal, or Rystal. Yeah, <laughs> that's the pink with the with the red hair, the pink yep. skinned one with the the horns. Right. You've got Griatta, who's the who's the Ro- Rodian. Cut my bonds. Who's the Rodian? Uh, and you've got Lin Mi, who is the Twi'lek. With the right. like pale white skin and the leather okay. clad <laughs> suit. <laughs> uh, right, I've got a picture. It's their toys. So I, oh, I can see now. I, oh, I see them now. Yeah, I've got the picture up now. Um, so it's Ristol, Griatta, and since when are all Roydians? Roydians. Roydians, not Roydians. You've got a mohawk. Why are all. What's with the Gri at the beginning? Is that like. It's a good point, actually. She's just like Rod Stewart. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> right, well, the Rodians go in. Rodians go in. I think yeah, I would. Choice. I think I'd kiss the red-haired one. Okay. And marry the Twi'lek with like, grey skin. Based on. <laughs> oh, simply based on looks. <laughs> Just judging by the picture I've got up, I was like, the Rodian just doesn't look great in that picture. I, uh, I really want the Power of the Force uh, set with these three. Is I'm it not a thing? even sure if I've got it. I might even have it. It's a thing, mate. Yes, oh, it's a not, thing. Like, if not, let's all club together and get Lukey Boy these. <laughs> let's, yeah. Forget the hot toy. Yeah, yeah, forget that. Like, Boy, got these for? Release just those three as a hot toy. <laughs> set 600 quid yeah 600 pounds I'm, I'm sold <laughs> sold <laughs> give me Ristol Griata and Lin Me. give me a L- R- yeah. Ristol <laughs> what Ristol Ristol uh, whatever <sighs> I'm down for that mate that's my choices <laughs> it is Ristol <laughs> right it is it is Ristol R- Ristal 
I think. Um, I, I don't think have actually, their yeah. names. Someone's just put an accent over it. Restart. Right, that's this week's game, mate. Very, very well played. Uh, or should I just say endured? Well, well, well endured, mate. Good job. No, I, Good job. I, I dig it, mate. That's a fantastic game. Very different. Very fun. Thank you, Phil18, for getting that idea in my man's head. Um, maybe it'll come back again in another week's show. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, who knows? Look, he's ready for it. He'll have his head in his hands soon with the choices I make. But uh, what oh. a way to end the show. The look of love is in the air. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. Episode 204, mates. But... As we always say, the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Master Plywalker. They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, anywhere on social media. Just search Star Wars Sessions. Uh, Drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Guys, thanks so much lately for the support on Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions is where you can find all of our bonus content, including commentaries, watch-alongs, bonus shows, and $2, mate, gets you in. Come on. Not a lot you can get for $2, is there? So please consider that, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, sir. and if you want to continue supporting the show for free, keep doing what you're doing and listening. We really appreciate that just as much. You can also leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. Uh, we always say, including Spotify, just scroll on up, press those five stars. It doesn't even take five seconds. Apple Podcasts too, please. Five stars helps the show grow. It gets new listeners in, gets us up the algorithm and up the rankings. And it's another way to hear from more of each of you every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about Ooh. us. Tell your mum, all friends. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your nearest Jabba's Palace dancer, tell your cat, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. That castle spicier. Yes, tell your nearest Ristol that this is the podcast you are looking for. But until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Yeah, come on. Sistel rant. Because it's Bristol Sant. Yeah? Yeah? I'm, I'm here for it. I dig it. Yeah, all right. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. 